Welcome to another edition of It's All Relative. I'm Josh. And I'm Timothy. And we are bringing you episode 21. Number 21. Of legal age. Yes. All right. (laughs) Uh, Happy 4th of July weekend, bro. Same to you, brother. Happy 4th of July weekend. Yeah. You got any plans? None. Anything going on? None. We're going to listen to people just shoot off fireworks outside and, you know, laugh at it. Hold the dog close when the dog is starting to whimper over it. Yeah, you we'll watch it. You enjoy seeing fireworks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I used when I used to live in Georgia, it used to be so much better because we lived in Stone Mountain, so we would go up on the mountain during Fourth of July and watch them shoot fireworks, and they had the whole display and everything. That's dope. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask, uh, what was the best state that you've lived in that uh, has had the best fireworks show? It would actually have to be Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen uh, fireworks shows in multiple states, and I mean, you probably could guess, but uh, I mean, I think the best uh, state that I lived in, where like the fireworks show was 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 big, you know what I'm saying? Big, was yeah. uh, in Florida. Okay, in, in Orlando. In Orlando? Yeah. Was it Disneyland? Disney, yeah. Yeah, so Disneyland be lit. Yeah, yeah, their fireworks shows were no joke. Yeah. So, um, was it at the Epcot Center or at Magic Kingdom? Uh, yeah, I believe it was at Magic Kingdom. All right, because they do both, and Epcot ain't, ain't have nothing on uh, no, Magic yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, no, yeah, Magic they pull Kingdom out the big the, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I've enjoyed uh, fireworks shows at other in other states too as well. Okay, you uh, you have like a, a most memorable time or event, you know, uh, seeing a show, fireworks show? Well, it's definitely one of them from Georgia. God, it had to have been when I was about uh, 12 or 13 or so. And my dad decided to take us up. And it was actually kind of interesting because it was after, uh, it was after a point in time where I had did, I did bad on my grades and everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was pretty bad and I was like being a little rough and stuff. And, you was getting in trouble? Yep. Oh, yeah. I got okay. in trouble. Like, this guy chased me around and everything. But <laughs> after that, it was, you know, he basically went up and I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I must be dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He came back down. He was like, you know what? You know, tomorrow we'll go out and we'll uh, we'll look at some fireworks for the 4th. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was a little bit later. But a long story short is that he took me out there and it actually was amazing. And, you know, he pulled me over and he's like, you know, son, you know, I only just want the best for you and all. And... It was a, it's more of a little touching moment, you know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, while we're watching fireworks, he's you know, telling me about life and, you know, that life is going to get harder before it gets easy. And in some cases, it never gets easy. So That's the truth. Shout out to my dad. Also, he watches this now, so. Does he? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so. Thank you to him. Thank you. Yeah. Henry, I love you. Mr. Latunde. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. have some good uh, memorable uh, times watching uh fireworks and whatnot actually mm-hmm. one of my time one of my most memorable times too did involve my father as well okay so yeah. uh pretty dope um you know special time I, I think it was actually the last time that him and i uh saw a fireworks show together mm. and then uh yeah and that was uh that was it but i uh, that one definitely stands out to me you know what i'm saying shout For, out to your pops absolutely you know, we love and miss him every day. Yeah. So, but um, let's move on. Let's sure. uh, let's touch real quick on these uh these crazy NBA playoffs, soon to be NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Phoenix. Phoenix. Going. Uh, they won it for the West. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, East right now. 
we still have Atlanta mm-hmm. and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee. Did you expect it? I did not. Total shock. Well, total shock with Atlanta, I should say, too, because even going back, I think, uh, what, three or four episodes now, um, when the playoffs had just started or even before they started, we, we had touched on this. And, uh, oh, man, I slept on Atlanta. And so you did. I, I got to, yeah, I got to, I got to apologize to, to Trey Young and Atlanta, man. They really, uh, <laughs> doing their thing. They came with it. Same with the Bucks too, man. I was just reading like, uh, the SB nation. They were like, it's unprecedented. You know, no team like the Suns have ever, has ever made it to the NBA finals. No, which is cool because, uh, Chris Paul, even though a lot of people hate on him, I like how he. He didn't join a super team. Thank like you. Everything. He Thank went you. to a, a pretty shitty team. And they had the pieces. Right. Exactly. And they built it. And like, you know, that's pretty impressive. Right. That's actually, you know, actually, that's really impressive. That's a sign of a good leader. Absolutely. Yeah. But I do know for Atlanta, uh, Trey Young's been injured. Mm-hmm. And for Milwaukee, Giannis has been Giannis, injured. Yeah. Uh, I believe they have a game this evening. That um, they do. And Giannis is not playing. I do know that. You think so, it'll affect the game that much? I don't know. But if Milwaukee wins tonight, it's a wrap. Right. Um, so can Atlanta beat? I don't think Trey Young is playing either. I'm not no. too. I'm not too sure. So if Atlanta can win, they'll push a game seven. Right. But, go um, all the way down. I know my pops wants that. He's he's big on the Hawks. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've been sleeping on them for so long. I can't even for go real. against them right, right now. Right, right. But like since Hakeem Olajuwon, I forgot about the Hawks. Sorry, <laughs> Dad, but you know that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, that but happens. no, they Atlanta definitely made some noise this year. So uh, hmm. either way, they had a really good season. Right, right, right. So I will say, good for them. Yeah, good for them. They did. They really did good there. Yeah. yeah. So. But all right, my man, uh, let's get our guest on. All right. All right. She is a member of the urban exploration community with a firsthand haunted encounter, as well as being known as the super fan of Winona Earp. Ladies and gentlemen, Shannon Diedrich. Yo, welcome. How's it going? Chilling. We're doing well. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Thank you you. for giving us some of your time and agreeing to come on It's All Relative. This is going to be fun. And interesting. Yeah. So now, Shannon, you and Tim have a history. Uh, you want to tell everyone how you two met or you want to tell the world <laughs> any embarrassing stories about my man? You want to go first? I go first. I mean, it's as simple as like our love for finding stuff and selling it on eBay, I guess. Right. But uh, even to preface that, I basically just showed up at her house at a garage sale. <laughs> And we just started talking from there. Stalker from day one. Stalker from day one. I was Not, following her from there. Just kidding. Yeah. No, that's pretty dope. Uh, did you buy anything? Yeah. Yeah. He did. He I did. I forgot what he bought. Me uh, too. Maybe it some, had to have been some games, I think. Something gaming or Pokemon related or something like that. Pokemon. And then we yeah, saw maybe. each other like the next week at another sale. Right. And then I was like, I never got your number. And then we... Just hit it off, and we're friends ever since then. Right, right, right. That's awesome. Right, she was like, "Yo, you following me now?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm following." I'm, meanwhile, I'm trying to look at some games so I could flip them. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Yeah, so you're following me?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're still pretty cool. You remember that old crazy guy? Uh, the, uh, that guy Nick? Yeah, shout outs to that guy. <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. He doesn't mean to be the way he is. No, but he no, just no. Is, you know. Yeah, you're right. Just, just 
I don't know, just fast and speedy. He's all over the place. But Speedy Gonzalez. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Is that yeah. correct anymore? I don't know. Speedy Gonzalez is correct. But I use that as a jump off point to talk to her. You know what I mean? And yeah, we hit it off from there. And since then, you guys have stayed linked up and you guys what? Go and go to... Uh, is this your partner who you go with? Uh, well, this is... Different, the, um, yeah. different uh, what, are, what are they? The flea markets? Yeah, flea markets and yep, garage sales. We go to flea markets yes. and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, or we search him for the same things, but like right. he schools me on things I'm not 100% on. And then I school him on things that he had absolutely no idea were even worth a penny. <laughs> More like shit on me. Like, all, like, look what I found. I found this jacket. It's worth $400. What? Yeah, or oh, sure. I just yeah. I just sold this for like you know eight hundred dollars the other day or mm-hmm. or whatever, right, right. and it's stuff mm-hmm. that you know you're always taking a whim sometimes, but mm-hmm. right, it's, it's fun, right? It's oh, like, it's, it's more than fun. It's hobby. literally my favorite thing, and then that's like my full time job. So yeah, you know, right. v- vintage resale is, is where it's at. Dope. All right, all right. So Shannon, you are heavily involved with what is called urban exploration or urbex Mm -hmm. correct that's correct yes okay you want to explain what that is so i think everyone probably has a different take on what they call it or what it means to them but at least for me uh i would say it's any place that you go to that is no longer being used whether it's you know concrete block foundation or older buildings uh that you know are no longer being used or it could even be going to places that have a history mm-hmm. uh, where maybe there's nothing still remaining there, but, you know, there could be, uh, you know, sightings or qualities of, you know. So, like, is it, like, different aspects of uh, what has been seen before? Or like, say, for example, if it's, like, um, a place that's, like, a museum or something that just got abandoned, is it? Right. So it could be an old school. It could okay. be, uh, you know, an abandoned insane asylum. It could be right. um, an old house. It could be a farm. It could be anything, literally. Okay. Um, I've it- gone I've gone to places that are even literally just like a dirt road with like a set of trees that have a long haunted past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's really anything. If you want to consider it paranormal activity, if you right. want to consider it urban exploration. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that once you start getting into the ghostly aspect of it it's more paranormal related right um but urbex or urban exploration is is generally just going to abandoned places or to caves or whatever that something once was that is no longer or has some sort of past okay so when you when you guys do do a a lot of the urban exploration do you or does people in the community do they do it for the love of finding things or do they do it just to like destroy things so what's the motive behind it there's two different kinds of people okay there's three different kinds of people all right there's the type of person that's the punk kid that goes there and is like oh this is abandoned let me throw rocks and break every fluorescent light because that's cool right and let me graffiti everything Everything. right shout out to new york (laughs) right uh and then there's the next kind of person which is like okay if you're you know looking around and you know you see something really cool and you're like, well, no one's going to use this. I might just, you know, take it. Right. Um, you could do that too. Or then there's the third person, which is the most likely like me, which mm-hmm. is I go there to preserve the history to okay. basically research it or try to leave it how I found it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that other people can also see it. Yeah. I don't go there to destroy anything. I go there to take pictures. I go to there just gonna ask to that, yeah. explore and, you know, sometimes I find like super gems. I mean, I think I've only really taken 
a couple of things throughout the years. And you kept it, right? You didn't flip it, did you? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, like like certain th- certain things, yeah. you know, are just too sentimental. That's true. Um, and you Very see true. things, you know, from the 1950s and you're just like, wow, how is this still surviving all mm-hmm. these years later? Mm-hmm. But right. you got an example of something? So um, one of the places that I went to used to be an old hotel resort mm-hmm. up in the Catskills. And I found in one of the old residential halls, they had a stack of postcards. And it was the postcards that they had released when they were trying to do promotion in like the 1950s or 1960s, like when they were trying to get all the city people to come up to the Catskills to do all of their weekend vacationing and stuff because it wasn't Mm -hmm. too far away. Um, And it was really cool because it showed pictures of exactly how that resort looked back then Mm -hmm. um, and some of the the amenities that they had and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Still have them somewhere. Right. That's all right. That's cool. Now, when you go to these places, do you, is there ever a distinct intention? Do you ever, is there something that you're going to find? Like, is there something, you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Um, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, have I researched this place? Like, have I thought about going there for a long time and now I'm finally going? Or is it something that I'm just randomly driving one day and I see it on the side of the road and I pull over and take a look? Right. Like you have to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like there's some places that it's like, you know, you've heard stories about it mm-hmm. and now it's like, okay, well now they have, you know, 45 security cameras and they have motion sensors and they have, <laughs> yeah. you know, this person just got arrested and then this person, Jesus. you know, so you have to really do your research, especially if it's a place that's, you've heard from someone else. Chances mm-hmm. are a lot of people, have, uh, other people have heard of it too. Right. right. Is the security so tight in some of those places? Like, yeah. Oh, for, oh really? For, for real. Yeah. Okay, so is it like as soon as they spot you, they already they already like calling the cops in to come and get already you? Already calling the cops? Yeah. Most of the time, there's not even private security. It's mostly like there's a motion sensor camera that's been ticked off mm-hmm. or someone sees you entering mm-hmm. and they call the cops and then you're met with them at the end. Jesus. Which is never the... It's not, it's not with force or anything, is it? You're just like exploring stuff. Not necessarily. I mean, I know people who have gotten arrested and people who have gone to jail hmm. for trespassing. So you really just kind of have to be... Crazy. Be careful. And you have to know your audience. You have to know where you're going. You have to know what, you know, the police force is like in that area. Are they friendly? Jesus. Um, you definitely got to do your homework then before you go into one of these spots. I mean, but. yeah. I mean, also, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you know there's like no one around, then who cares? Right. You, know? you just got to do it safely. You know, if you're going in there with, with good intentions and you're not trying to like break everything and right. you're doing it the right way, you're not going with reckless people who are just going to be screaming the whole time, giving away your whole cover. Because <laughs> I've definitely gone with people like that before and I'm like, I am never taking you again. <laughs> you can't take them nowhere. Because the first rule, we have a set of ground rules okay. that, that we go every single time. Mm-hmm. There's really like only three rules that you have, right? All right. Which is be quiet. If you see a cop and they see you, mm-hmm. do not run. <laughs> Thank God. If you see a cop That's a good and they quote. don't see you, run and run hide. Run and hide, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, don't destroy anything. It's not that hard. Hmm. It's literally not that hard. And if you follow those rules, like, it'll be fine. Right. Does every, well, I'm, like, I'm assuming everyone doesn't follow the rules. I mean, I'm just saying that I've gone with people in the past, but like, yeah, 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 whatever. Right. And then you already know at that point, because like mm-hmm. you've spoken to it about them with it before. Mm-hmm. And then you actually get there and then they're just like, oh, no, no one's here. And it's like, right now they're not. <laughs> I've gone a hundred times. You've, this is your first time going. Right. So you really just have to be mindful, be kind. 
and okay. it'll be a good experience. Right. Depends on what fun. you want to get out of it, you know? I just want to see stuff, so it sounds fun to me already. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm good with running every so often, so. Yeah. Now, when did Urbex start? Oh, geez. I, Does this go way, way back? I, I want to say that the the term urbex or urban exploration mm-hmm. was never a term that I used personally okay. growing up. I just know that that's how people identify with it now. Um, yeah, you were just going you, to abandoned buildings. So how did I would you, just how call did it you, trespassing. Okay. Yeah. Trespassing. I mean, it is what it is, you know, <laughs> you're trespassing. So Shit, right to the bottom line. Actually. Right. So that's what, that's what me and my friends always used to call it and we would go all the time. And, uh, you know, unfortunately a lot of the places that are around here have been torn down or mm. being rebuilt, mm. um, or the security is just so high that you can't get there anymore. So I used to go a lot, a lot more frequently, but unfortunately there's just not much around this area anymore. Right. Do you find yourself having to go much further, like into Connecticut and yeah. other places? Yeah. Have you found anything like in Connecticut and New Jersey or somewhere like that? No, there's some some in Long Island, some in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, definitely in upstate New York. Right. Okay. I'm sure there are a lot of members who are involved in this activity. I, or, I don't know that it's yeah. necessarily a group, a group that anyone yeah. belongs to. Yeah. Um, I think it's just something that people do and whether they call it urbex or they call it trespassing or they call it exploring or whatever right so um, it's just a, more it's like just a skill an, an activity that people do right. and i'm finding more and more now um, people are doing it for less destructive purposes and more for you know finding a cool spot to do a photo shoot right. or you know finding the coolest graffiti spots or checking out um you know the history of of a building mm-hmm. so i like that there's more that aspect now uh than there was previously mm-hmm. so Okay. So you've had the opportunity to go and physically explore or check out a few places. Um, the Hudson River State Hospital in Poughkeepsie, New York, Dundas Castle, or Craig E. Clare in Roscoe, New York, and Letchworth Village in Rockland County, New York. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Talk to us first about Letchworth Village, like the history of it. If you know or are familiar so, with So as much of the history as I, as I remember, because I did research it a while back, uh, I would say from what I know, it used to be a pretty operational uh, facility for people with mental disabilities. And they had, you know, several facilities. It's, it's spread over quite a bit of acreage um, okay. and it's surrounded by a golf course. So... There's definitely a lot of buildings, a lot of residential. There's, you know, um, an area that has, you know, a hospital and morgue and all of that stuff. So Right. So it was all inclusive. Right. So they had, part. it was pretty much, you know, its own little, I wouldn't say city, but right. something, well some, something similar to right, that. Right, right. And from what I know, at some point in the 80s, um, a lot of the hospitals started closing down, not necessarily because they needed to close down, but because they were not getting the proper funding and they said that too many were opened. Mm-hmm. So they shut a lot of them down and a lot of the patients got transferred to Letchworth village and other facilities like Hudson river psychiatric center as well. Okay. And a lot of those places became overcrowded uh-huh. now specifically to Letchworth village. I know it got shut down for patient abuse in 1987. And the reason yeah. being is because of the influx of patients. They didn't have enough staff or space to take care of these uh, patients. And they actually had, mattresses and everything right in the hallways. So 
you know, with patients just there and they were getting neglected and beaten and right. they were eventually, eventually shut down. Jesus. From what I know of it, if anyone knows anything further, I mean, you can feel free to correct me, but from the gist that I remember researching a while back, that's Yeah, no, you pretty much nailed it. It was, uh, yeah, you like I said, you pretty much, uh, it was all correct. But uh, it originally opened in 1911. Uh, at its peak, it consisted of over 130 buildings, which you had said a lot of... Uh, a lot of buildings. Damn, 130? I was mm-hmm. thinking more like 20 or something like that. Yeah, no. Jesus Christ. Says that there were reports of improper care started to surface as well, uh-huh. which was mentioned. So uh, as staff suffering abuse at the hands of co-workers, which included incidences of rape. Jesus. Letchworth Village was permanently closed in 1996. Okay. So, when did you visit Letchworth? Uh, which time? Oh shit. I've been there. Okay. So I've been there several times. Okay. How many times have you been there? Right. I've been there several times. Uh, I, more than I can count, probably. Okay. I, I would say probably around five or six over the years, and the right. last time I was there was probably at least ten years ago. It's been okay. a while. Okay. So when you would go to this spot, were you going with a certain goal in mind, not something that you wanted to see, or were you just going? So my first time ever going there, I wasn't, I mean, I knew a little bit of the history, but I didn't really know, uh, you know, if I believed in that. This was like the right. beginning of my trespassing days, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, we went at night. Which well, is even better. Well, or not. It is and it isn't because right. it's like if you're used to just going to one specific place and then you're finally out of your element, you're going to somewhere else and you're with friends who are also freaked out. In the dark. A little scared. <laughs> In the yeah. dark. Um, but it was it was fine. And uh, I've went several times after that. And it seems like I've only really gone during the day like twice out okay. of like the five or six times that I've gone. So, um I'm pretty seasoned in it now. I don't really get scared. I mean, if it was just me and one other person, I might be, but usually Mm -hmm. it's like at least three or four of us. So, okay. So you always go in groups Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, I'm usually the one doing the convincing, like get out of the car because we did not just drive an hour and a half (laughs) to not. (laughs) You better get out of this car. We're about to check (laughs) this out. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, I've had instances, uh, where they don't want to get out of the car. So I just went by myself and did my thing. Now, when you did have them come in with you, did they like freak out or scream like they hear a noise? The thing and that's crazy shouting? is the people who didn't want to get out of the car are the ones who told me about the place to begin with. Oh, okay. Uh, and we had been there previously, but it's like one of those things where it's like you get the feeling. Right. Like the feeling mm-hmm. where you're like, something's a little off or it's not right. Or I'm getting a little bit freaked out. You know, and I'm the type of person to push past that. And I'm right. just like, whatever. I didn't drive all this way to not do it. Cause like, right. that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would happen to be the night that I had my encounter. So okay. they obviously were picking up on something that I didn't feel at that point. I'm a little bit more intuitive now. So right. I think <laughs> so I probably, looking at them, uh, right? checking the lights and everything probably would have known, but right. Okay. Well, talk to us about that. The time that you experienced a, uh, something paranormal or you're haunting. Yeah. So, um, so I went down, uh, to, to Letchworth, um, with two high school friends and, uh, they had brought another friend with them who had never been there before. And when we got there, they were saying, you know, something doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know if there's cops around. Like I'm really just not trying to get in trouble tonight. And I'm like, look, we just drove an hour and a half. I know it's nighttime, but you guys insisted that we came here and now I'm excited that we're here. So you should just get out of the car 
maybe park your car somewhere else and we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, nah, we're freaked out. If you guys want to go, like, we're going to stay in the car. Just keep your phone on you. Keep it Jeez. on silent. And we're like, all right, cool. So they stayed in the car and we're like, fine, we're just going to do our thing. So I went over to a set of buildings that I had never been to before. They looked more like, I want to say more like Southern pl- plantation style buildings. Like they had the big white pillars in the front. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, just very old school looking. Uh, and they lo- didn't look like like residential. They were more like almost like office or at least that's the the gist that I got of it. Um, and we were checking and they were all pretty pretty tightly closed up. So we were like, you know, they're pretty pristine looking. We're not trying to like break into anything. And we went around side one of the buildings and we had seen that there was like a, a concrete staircase that led down to the basement, but there was a tree that was, um, that was kind of like knocked over into the path to get right. down there. And right. it had like some dead leaves, uh, which will be totally relevant in a second. So, um, you know, we're trying to be quiet and we got our flashlights and everything and we're keeping pretty close distance to one another and we pull the branches back and go down to the basement and it had that type of ceiling that, um, you know, it was like that, not styrofoam material, but that, you know, those white, those white like boards that they stick right. up in the ceiling and mm-hmm. they're like squishy if they fall down, right, right, right. like insulation or the whatever insulation. it's called. Yeah. Right. So, um, all of those had fallen down from the ceiling um, onto the floor and there was probably like an inch of water on the floor. So whenever we were walking, it was like squish, squish, squish. Like mm-hmm. you kind of couldn't be quiet. Yeah. That tracking noise. Yeah. yeah it was there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we go down the first hallway. I peek into the first room. He peeks into the second room. There's not much in there. Just a bunch of like filing cabinets just thrown all over the place and stuff like that. And, uh, he had gone ahead to the next room and I had peeked into the room he was looking in and I heard something. And I said, hey, like, did you hear that? And he was like, yeah, that wasn't you. And I was like, no. So we just like stopped what we were doing and neither of us spoke. And all we heard was like squish, squish, squish. So an extra person coming through. So we're, I'm, 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 like, I'm shouting both of my friend's names. Uh-huh. I'm like, Christina, Jana, like, is that you guys? Like, don't, don't mess with us right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they still in the car. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, is that you guys? And, and nothing. And then I hear like rustling Shit. and I'm like, what is even happening? Right. You know? Um, so we do like two more steps and then we hear like squish, squish, squish. We're like, <laughs> is, is it yo. speeding up? <laughs> yeah. Cause like where we were, uh-huh. I would say we're like a hundred feet from the, the entrance of the door. But right. like when we went in, it's like one hallway turn right. And then it's like another hallway. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't see around that corner. Yeah. But we still heard the squish, squish, squish. And we we would have heard the branches being pulled back because the, all the dead leaves that were on there, like, and it was like cracking. It was like old and dead. Mm-hmm. Like, you would have heard someone moving that. Right. And all we heard was the squish, squish, squish on the floor. Yeah. And we're standing right next to each other, so we know it's not us. Right, right, right. It's pitch black. And That's it didn't sound like wild. something light, like a, like no. a pet, this like, was like, like, pet, like an animal. This was like, like this was like legit, Human. like... Yeah. Something. I don't know if it was something. human or what it was, but it was something. It wasn't. It wasn't so a small animal or anything right. like that. So and it definitely wasn't something that was responding to you in any way. Absolutely not. Okay. So now we're freaked out, of course. Mm-hmm. So we're still down there. Like we call my friend and we're like, "Where are you?" They're like, 
we have a cop behind us. Like we've been, we've, they've been on our tail for like 20 minutes. We're taking all these random turns. We don't even know where we are right now. Jesus. And I'm like, so you guys weren't in the basement. I'm like, we don't even know what building you're in. They're, they're no. not even there. They're not even there. Right. So I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> what is happening? Like, is this real life? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Obviously. So we're like, all right, so now we got to get out of here mm-hmm. and then hope that these cops don't see us. She's like, we just lost them. So now I'm thinking they're doing laps because they think that people are looking around. Right. Yeah. So we get out of there and the whole front yard is like, I mean, there's just no trees, nothing. And it's like the road and then there's more buildings on the other side of the road. Jeez. No trees, nothing to hide behind. Right. And then we see these headlights and we're like, Oh shit. Is this the end? I'm not trying to get caught right now. Right. You know, so we're like laying down like in the grass, like military style, like, you know, moseying along. Moseying along. And, uh, so the car goes past. We don't know if it was the cops or not. Mm -hmm. We can't make it out. And we just ran, like literally ran for like, I I don't even know how long, like the, the fastest and longest I've ever ran in my whole life. Not, even out, of, not even out of fear. It was out of like, I really don't want to get arrested tonight. Right. Yeah. So we hide behind this rock. We call our friends. We're like, where are you? They're like, we still don't know where we're at. So we're like, great. So we just like get out from behind there. We want to get as far away, obviously, as possible. So we see like a random school. We run to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were like, well, honestly, like after all we've been through tonight, what is like the perfect payback to our friends? What's the perfect payback? So we go and we hide in the bushes, right? Because they're all freaked out. They've been chased by the cops, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, we're down here. Like, no, like we can see your headlights. Like, just come on down. Like, we're, we're, we're right over here. You'll see us in like two seconds. So mm-hmm. by the time, but like, we're go, go real slow though. Just go real <laughs> slow. So they had no idea what we were planning. Obviously we jumped <laughs> out in front of their car and I swear I have never seen both of them scream so loud. So you haunted them. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's what you get for not coming with us for our haunted encounter. <laughs> And that goes down as like the only time that I feel like I've ever come like, I wouldn't say face to face, but like that close to something that wasn't not. Right. Did you feel like, um, like, like a presence, a presence and aura or something? I wouldn't like say that. aura, but I definitely felt like something was there. Right. Something foreboding or something like that. How was the pace of those footsteps? Like, were they like slow? Or did did the you know did the pace pick up? Did it sound like it was no was no one was no one was running. Like I okay. said, we were only maybe like a hundred feet okay from the entrance, and I would say it was like you know like one two three like that's how the steps were mm-hmm. like a steady shuffle. Yeah, it wasn't anything like where someone sped up or right, okay. or anything like that. It was just but we knew that it was something, and mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't an animal. Like we would have heard them scurry away, mm-hmm. um, and it would have had to be pretty large for us to hear. You know, the falling down ceiling tiles. That was the word I was looking for before. Okay. Um. So yeah, that is very nerve wracking to be somewhere that you're unfamiliar with, right. and to be uh, total darkness. Right. And when you hear things, you know. Yeah, you hear something you coming after what, you. Yeah. But sounds are different, you know. You could hear maybe a crash or, or you know, like something that echoes. But hearing footsteps, mm-hmm. that's on a different level. Right. You know right. Because, like, you, you can hear, you know, footsteps on, on, on a hard surface. But when you hear it, like, 
in, on a surface that yeah. where you know exactly where you're, where at. you're at. You right. know exactly how much distance is between you and where you heard those footsteps. Right, and you can hear it coming closer. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that. Yeah, that's nerve wracking. When you go into these buildings and search and do what you do, you uh, you you mentioned that you have flashlights. Yes. Do you carry anything else with you? Always. Okay. So I have like, I mean, none of my friends do any of this, but like, this is just for my own. Mm-hmm. I've always done this. Mm-hmm. I always bring some kind of snack, uh-huh. water, a knife, uh-huh. uh, some sort source of fire. Damn, okay. you stay prepared. Shit. Because, well be a because, Boy Scout. because you know what it is. Yeah, it, if for real. No, because you know what? It, and I bring, well, now I bring a mask too, because it's like back then we didn't care, but I care about my lungs now. Right. God bless. Um, so I'll bring a mask now because some places have asbestos or whatever. Right. So that's the things that you kind of have to be really aware of. So you bring one of those industrial masks? I think it's like, it's I not wish I, 95, but no, it's, it's you know. I wish I had one of those, but I don't. Okay. I probably should. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I always bring all that stuff with me because, you know, you could easily fall through a floor. Yeah. You could easily, you know, uh, trip over something mm-hmm. and then get like a rusty nail in you or, oh. or whatever. Um, or what if I twisted my ankle and I was by myself? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't often go by myself to these places be just because they are pretty dangerous and there right. are huge holes in the floor right. at some spots. Uh, so you have to really be careful, but, um, yeah, like I always try to be prepared because you never know. Okay. Like what if we both get trapped? Right. Right. What, what do you do? Do you have like escape plans for stuff like that or not even escape plans? Like, let's say if something goes wrong and maybe somebody gets injured or something happens, do you have like plans for stuff like that? Not necessarily. I just make sure my phone's fully charged, Mm -hmm. that I have a flashlight. Um, Like I said, source of water, a mask and, you know, source of fire too. All right. Do you you guys typically have like a set amount of time? Like, are you in there for 30 minutes and then you're out 15 minutes? No, no. So whenever you're satisfied, you're right. So, and it's also about the feeling too. So like sometimes I've gone to places that I've been to a million times Mm -hmm. and the feeling's not right. I'm out. Okay. Like if I feel like, you know, extra paranoid that day for whatever reason, or something doesn't feel right or something's out of place, or I seen this car that I didn't see, you know, the 10 other times that I went before Mm -hmm. I'm out. Like I'm not taking any chances. I could always go back. Right. You know, it's the places that I drive like a lengthy distance to get to that. I'm like, all right, well. And have Whatever happens, happens, I guess. <laughs> you, it's actually kind of funny. You remind me of, um, or me personally, of uh, our episode five that we did with, uh, I think it was Kyle. And he does like skydiving and he does disc golf and all of this other fun stuff. Yeah. And he also has friends that, you know, they are, they're all about it until it's time to go and do the thing. And then they all like just fall off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no, skydiving's no, awesome. Do I've done that too. Oh, you've done that too? Mm-hmm. Well, shout out Twice. to skydiving. <laughs> He's still shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. I guess it just depends on where you do it. Right. I mean, I don't know. I was in Australia and I'm like, it was like one of the things on my list that I'm like, I'm doing this before I leave. Damn, that's right. You was there. And I, and I did over the Great Barrier Reef. So wow. you can't really get better than that. No, you can't. You can't. We also, I landed on a beach. I mean, it was pretty beach? sick. Yeah. You did you? And you, how long did you stay on the beach? What do you mean? That's where that's where your schedule is to land. You have oh, okay. someone. It's, it's I have no tandem. Idea. It's tandem. You have okay. someone on your back. Ah, I you, you can't do solo jumps. That's Let's not see. a thing. Okay. Okay. Until unless you have a certain amount of hours. But anyway, we're getting off topic here. Actually, <laughs> uh, that's pretty dope. That's though, pretty man. dope. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's fun. I'll you show you live? the video sometime. Oh please, and you should listen to the episode five. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So talk to us about. Dundas Castle. Mm-hmm. All right. I know that was one spot that you yeah. had experienced or visited. Mm-hmm. 
So Dundas is an interesting story. My friends and I have always wanted to go to a castle for mm-hmm. like the longest time. And I'm not talking like, you know, some newer style castle or anything like that. Like this is like old school style castle had its own courtyard, mm-hmm. um, you know, turrets, the whole nine. Like it was turrets. Le- Jesus. It was legit. Okay. Well, turret is like the tower with the spiral right, staircase. The spiral staircase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were like super excited. And my friend that I used to work with a while back, um, had told me about it like several times and I'm like, how do you get there? And they're like, all right, well, I only know it's on this road. I've been there a couple of times. And I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been out that way, but it is a bunch of nothing. And the roads are really long and the service is really spotty. Mm-hmm. And if you take one wrong turn, your GPS ain't going to help you because literally you don't have service. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know so, where the hell Roscoe, New York is. Right. Know. So that's like, if <laughs> you're going, if you're going up 17, like past Monticello, like another hour past Monticello. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. So literally, yeah, nowhere. It's literally up going up into, to way past everything. Right. That's civilization basically. Um, it's just a tiny little town, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's really hard to get to, um, unless you've been there and you know where your GPS is taking you. It's kind of um, crazy that places like that still exist. Yeah. Very remote yeah, in so America. Yeah. It was really inter- it was a really interesting time. So went with uh, the same two friends again. We used to, we used to go all the time together. And mm-hmm. um so we get there and we see like a little I don't know what you'd call it, like a camping style cabin uh on the property. We hadn't seen the actual castle yet, and it said like condemned. There's like a sign that said condemned on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, so no one's there. And then uh, we saw like just like a stone style fencing that started leading up the road. So I'm like, okay, so the castle's got to be, you know, close to here. I didn't realize it was on a hillside, like really steep hillside. And you could kind of see it through the trees. So we're like, okay, so how do we access it? Like, how do we get to it? Um, How do we, uh, you know, find a way in with all these no trespassing signs? (laughs) How do you penetrate inside? Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, where, where do we park? Right. You know, it's the type of road that's like barely one and a half lanes. Damn. You know, and uh, there's like no shoulder really. Right. So we're like, and then there's like a river like right there. So like, we're like, where do we park? You know, mm-hmm. so we parked the best we could. Um, this is all rele- very relevant right. later okay. on. Okay. For the escape? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, um, so we finally find a way in. Um, you know, checking things out. It's mm-hmm. super cool. Uh, there's no furniture inside, which I thought was super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but that castle itself was very pristine. Yeah. Interesting. Like all, you know, handcrafted wood cabinets and, you know, stuff like that. Like it didn't look super old, but it was definitely like a stone castle, like where they had done like, you know, stone and mortar. Like right, it wasn't, right. you know, anything that had any kind of pre-manufactured stone or anything. Mm. It was really cool. Um, and, you know, we're thinking, okay, old place like this definitely has underground tunnels. For sure has oh, underground tunnels, right? Like, of course it does. Why not? We had no idea if it did. So we went down to whatever the basement was. And we're looking around. And I see something over to my left. And I'm like, that looks like a crawl space. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> so my friend's <laughs> like, just I am absolutely not going in there. Like there's going to be raccoons or whatever other animals in there. And I'm like, I really don't care. Like I love old buildings like this. Like I want to climb underneath and see what's there. So I'm going through and my friends are talking or, or 
doing whatever they're doing. And one of my other friends came with me and they were just like, nope, I heard something like you guys should come back out. And we're like, oh, you guys are such wimps. Like, fine, fine, right. fine. It's like, I'm telling you, I heard something upstairs. Cause like we're in the little tunnel thing mm-hmm. down on all fours, like crawling underneath this structure, mm-hmm. whether or not it led anywhere. I don't right. even know to this day. Um, but we come back out and they're like, no, I'm telling you, we a hundred percent heard something. They were, we're just like, afraid of being alone over there. Yeah. So we're like, all right, fine. And they're like, well, you go upstairs first. And I'm like, seriously right there now? There you go. I'm like, I guess I will, you know, like, fine. So I walk up the stairs and I open up the door. <laughs> and literally there's this dude staring at down at me. What the hell? <laughs> Legit. <laughs> straight faced hat on. Looked like a serial killer. Jesus Christ. Yo, I would have been swinging. And the first words out of his mouth were, why are you here? Yo. Why are you here? <laughs> and we were all just like so taken back. Like, because we always say we hear things. We always say, you know, right. like. Are you sure this isn't the actual haunting? <laughs> I'm positive. Okay. Uh, That's wild. That is wild. So I'm just like, you know, I, I brushed it off because there's so many other times where we're like we heard something and it was just, you know. One of us like throwing something in the background to freak out the other person or, Uh you know, something like that. And it wasn't that situation. Like this was like a dude we didn't know. Mm -hmm. We're in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. you know, so. The hatchet man. (laughs) Right. So I was just like, uh, we're just checking things out. He's like, all of you up here now. And we're like, oh no. Did you actually go up? Dude, that was the only way out. Oh, wow. Okay. We were in the basement. Like that was the only escape route of the entire place. And then he's just like, why are you here? And we're like, we're just taking a look. And he's like, did you take any pictures? And we were like, yeah. And he's like, do not post them online. He's like, I don't care if you keep them. He's like, but do not post them online. If I find out you post them online, I'm coming after you. And we're going to, we're going to sue you. And I was just like, okay. And then he was just like, what did you guys look at? And we're like, uh, like just a couple of the buildings, you know, like this is our first encounter ever meeting someone you know, who was like, why are you on our property? Or, you know, like officially getting caught, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. which I definitely would, because we were all like kind of nervous, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I've already called the cops. Uh, they're on their way right now. I know you're from Poughkeepsie. Uh, they ran your license plate. Damn. And we were like, wow. Like, that was quick. we've yeah. never had anything like that happen. It sounds like he's just been doing this all right. the time. Yeah. And then we were like, well, we thought it was like abandoned. He's like, well, I'm the caretaker. He's like, I live in the house that says condemned. And we're like, interesting. What a cover. What a cover it's indeed. A best cover. Yeah. So he's like, so what didn't you see? And we're like, well, we didn't go down in the turrets. And then he was just like, they're full with water right now. Anyway, he was like, I just wanted to make sure you guys weren't actually going to break anything. He's like, I didn't really call the cops. I saw it said Poughkeepsie on your license plate. So that's why I said I did. <laughs> He yeah. said, but, um, he's like, as long as you don't post the pictures online, he's like, I'll take you to whatever you haven't seen yet. And he ended up being mad cool. Oh, okay. Well, oh, shit. that is nice. But okay, that turned out. The problem is, is that he's just the caretaker. Um, a family from the city owned it, but they never stayed there because it actually is haunted. And he went on to tell us the actual background story of it. Um, okay. he said that many families have lived there over the years, but there's a little girl that is seen now in the courtyard. At different times, I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it. Okay. Proof. Um, And he was saying how, like, she's seen it like dusk or something along those lines and that... um, She just kind of appears? Does she do anything? 
No, but a lot of people just aren't comfortable staying there with her presence being there, right. even though she seems to be friendly. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was really all I can honestly remember was that a family owned it and that they didn't live there because they were too scared to... Yeah. Yeah, I, I was curious. I was wondering what, like, when this dude was saying that he was a caretaker, I was curious, right? Because, right. like, bro, what are you a caretaker of? You out in the woods. He was about to take like, care of them. Random, yeah. like, yeah. Built, but, like, now that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We have covered a few times, too, back on, like, a few uh, of, like, these ghosts or paranormal ones. Um, and I think we have mentioned, too, that, like, child ghosts or kid ghosts are some of the most scariest ones Yeah. Ever, bro. I'd and they're scared. most playful, apparently. Yeah. I and I think that's what freaks people out because it's like the kid doesn't really know the barriers, doesn't know the, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to freak someone out. Like, right. even though they're being friendly, it's like they're being playful. So that can be taken as like they're being aggressive. Right. You know, because when you're unsure of something and you can't physically see it sometimes right. and you're like, what's going on? Right. You know, so, um, I mean, it's just things that you don't understand unless you believe in it unless or that it. you see it physically. Like some people have to see that thing right in front of their face to believe it actually exists, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I am not that person. Like there's a lot of things that I believe in that I, I have not seen right in front of my face. Okay. So you have to see it until you believe it. No, I'm saying no, I'm the opposite. The yeah. opposite. I'm Sorry, the opposite. Gotcha. It's like, I don't necessarily have to see it to believe it. It's like if I believe in it or ah, if I believe I in you. the idea of it. Right. You know. Being open-minded. That's the, uh, that's the right, key. Right, right, right. Like people are more open. The people who are more open-minded are the ones that uh, often see or experience things maybe easier. And that's, and that's, and that's another thing. Um, just to, to briefly touch on that, it's sort of related, but not really. Um, just people being open-minded and it's like, it seems sometimes those are the, are the people that end up being... Uh, you know, slightly telepathic or maybe they're psychic or whatever, because it's like, they're allowing themselves. A lot of people are not comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to come to terms with abilities that they have. Right. People are not comfortable enough to come to terms with like the idea that something else might be here. Right. Right. They're so scared of it. That's why they don't feel it. It's the people who open themselves up to it. Not always. Mm hmm. But you notice that more people are like, oh, well, I, this person came through or I saw this or I felt this. Hmm. It's because you have a little bit of intuitiveness inside of you. Right. You it's an extra I mean? sensory. Yeah. It's just allowing it to come through. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Real quick, Shannon, do you have a favorite place that you visited? If you had to pick one out of all the places that you've gone to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a really hard question. Uh, favorite place I've ever been to. <sighs> Sounds like it's not the castle. So many. No, it's definitely not the castle. Jesus. Something even better than that? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. There's. Wow. Or we can just leave it at each one has had its own. Each one has its own, own, own kind of special thing. Right. I mean, everything is, 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 is is cool for one specific thing or another or well, like, you. you know, I mean, I could go on and on for days about different places. Um, but there's not one that just sticks out. That's like my, my most visited was definitely Hudson river Psych- psychiatric center. Okay. Um, but other than that. All right. Last question. What's the next spot on the list that you want to, or going to check out? You got one on the bucket list. Oof. Um, 
there's a lot of places that I don't even know if they exist anymore. Okay. Uh, that I've wanted to check out. Um, I know there was a couple places in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. a couple insane asylums. Usually are my favorite. They're okay. the most, they're the creepiest ones. The insane asylums. Do yeah. You, do you see like blood and stuff like that or like crazy stuff out there when you go to one? Um, I mean, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's literally, you're not going to find any street jackets. If that was there, uh-huh. like people would take it oh, for sure. hundred percent. Okay. okay. Um, one time when I went to Letchworth Village, like someone had either shot a movie there or they were just trying to freak people out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we were in the building where the morgue is at. And to get to that morgue, there's like several like staircases to go down through doors. And one of the doors to the right, there's an open room and someone had cleared out the entire room, spread the whole floor with blood wow. and oh, sat shit. one single wooden chair in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's scary, And I was bro. like, right, and it I'm happened out. to be the night that we went and we were like, why are so, there so many other trespassers here tonight? And we're like, oh, it's Friday the 13th. Wow. So we just like impromptu, we're like, we're going trespassing tonight. And then right. we realized it was Friday the 13th and just it worked out. But hey, super cool. But that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. People doing stuff like that. Yeah. Do they clean up afterwards at least? Bro, this is an abandoned building. Absolutely uh, not. They're not wow. touching that shit. <laughs> so they're no. leaving it for somebody else. <laughs> no. No. All right. We're going to take a quick break. But before we do, we want to remind everyone out there to please find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, Google, and Twitter. Twitter. We're all over now. And by using the platform of your choice, please subscribe, follow, share, comment, leave a five-star rating and please a bless. quick review on the Apple page. Yes, sir. And with that being said, we'll be right back. All right. So I have a question for our listeners out there. Do you own a computer? Are you having trouble with broken screens, data backup issues, password reset problems, virus spyware removal, software installation issues? If so, Slipstream Repair Computer Electronic Solutions has you covered. Contact Timothy Latunde at 845-204-1712. The email is ss.sho16 at gmail.com. Once again, that is 845-204-1712. And the email is ss.sho16 at gmail.com. Call or email to schedule a free consultation. in studio Shannon Diedrich so switching gears a little bit from the urban exploration or trespassing what have you I've heard that you could be or may be the biggest fan or legit number one fan of Winona Earp but it also goes even deeper for you uh now I'm not even in a front I've never heard of this until now okay so Tim What's good, brother? You seen her familiar with the show? Yeah, I'm starting to get real familiar real quick. Okay. Yeah. Are you a fan? Uh, I would say that I'm very curious. I'm very interested. Not a not like a fan yet, but I'm getting very interested. 
I can tell you I've only watched two episodes and I'm already hooked after the second one. Okay, so out of those two episodes, then uh, what do you like about it? Or what do you dislike? I actually like that it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. I mean, I go, I went in, you hear about it, Winona Earp, you think Wyatt Earp, you think maybe it's going to be like old Western type of stuff. And there's some elements in there that have that, but it has nothing to do with that. Okay. You know, this is like going like... Give a, it time. Yeah, give it... Oh, okay. Give it time. Give okay. it time. Oh, we'll have to give it time. This is, like I said, only a perspective of watching two episodes and okay. being hooked after the second one. So, Shannon, tell us what the show is about. All right. So, just a little bit of a disclosure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might spoil a little bit, but I'm going to try to, like, just give you the gist without ruining it for anyone who Spoilers. has not seen the show. So, basically... If you're familiar with the old Wild West and Wyatt Earp, mm-hmm. uh, if then you're going to have a basic premise of what the show is about. If mm-hmm. you're not familiar with who Wyatt Earp is, he was the vast, fastest gunslinger of the West um, with his sidekick, Doc Holliday. They were U.S. Marshals. Um, and a lot of stuff went down at the OK Corral right. against the family called the Clantons. So if you don't know about it, do your research. That'll give you a little bit of a background on who exactly Winona Earp is. She is third generation Earp. Uh, she is the great, great granddaughter of Wyatt Earp himself. And basically, uh, whenever, uh, well, no, let me start over. No, you're fine. So basically, uh, how it goes is, um, Wyatt Earp had fled after OK Corral up to Canada. And basically any Earp who's the next, heir in line mm-hmm. um when they turn 27 there's a curse that's placed on the family okay and all of these revenants as they call them which are demons will come and haunt the family and they have to kill them one by one and there's like tons of them so it's really impossible to keep up with it all right. hmm. um and it keeps replaying every time the new heir dies so the new heir dies they all come back and they haunt the next right person. and when they turn 27 okay so winona has just turned 27 and now she has to save her family um, from all of these revenants right. that are trying to destroy them. And she's also going to be learning about her own history and, um, you know, what happened and how they can get rid of them for good. Mm-hmm. And it all has to do with Peacemaker, which is her bunt line special that she carries with her. A which long is with its 12-inch barrel. Yeah. Damn. It is a pretty intense-looking right. looking weapon, that's for sure. Right. Um, and she does it with a lot of grace and badassery and, uh, you know, there's a lot of really strong female leads in the show, mm-hmm. um, which you don't really get too much of these days on TV. So definitely has a little bit of the wild west theme going on. Definitely okay. has a little bit of the sci-fi thing going on for sure. Um, definitely a genre show okay. and, uh, yeah, I encourage everybody to watch it. Oh, I was going to ask, do you think someone that isn't into this, that type of genre, do you think that they would be easily pulled in? Do you think they would need something that's a little bit softer as far as like sci-fi or demons and stuff like that to get into it? So I would say that if you're not really sure what genre is, or if you're not really into genre per se, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a good example that's always a go-to is like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, everybody has a pretty good grasp of what that's about. Um, and it has, the show has been compared to that in a lot of ways, but it's not really about vampires. So you're not really getting that aspect of it, but, 
um, you know, I think it appeals to pretty much everyone. So even if you're not into the whole genre thing, even if you're not into the whole sci-fi aspect of it, uh, there's a really, really strong female leads that are in the show, which you don't always see on TV. So to see a show that's written by a female, mm-hmm. Emily Andrus, and then also having three really, really strong female leads that are actually showing you that mental health is okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to be part of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, um, you know, have addiction and still be Damn. able to, you know, okay. deal with everyday life right, and all these manage. things that are thrown at you mm-hmm. um, and still be able to mix that into something that genre and sci-fi. Uh, so I think it appeals to everyone. Um, it's just if you can handle a little bit of the, you know, crazy antics and, and whatnot. Right, right, right. Oof. Nice. All right. So what made you get into the show? All right. So uh, being as part of a member of the LGBTQ community myself, Mm -hmm. um, that was my initial pull into the show. It was on my list of things to watch uh, because I try to watch any kind of like queer represented shows that are out there. Okay. And um, so finally I was just like, you know what? I've run out of things to watch. I'm going to check the show out. Like I'm going to give it a good go. Watch like the first four episodes. If it sucks, then maybe I won't watch it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it seems to have a pretty big following, and in my community, if a show has a big following, it's for a good reason. So I got through the first couple episodes, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's okay. Like, it's it's got its bumps, but I'm sure it's it's going to get good. Right, it's going to smooth By out By the eventually. time that I got to the fifth episode, I was, I was hooked. And these are hour-long episodes, mind you. Uh, and I ended up binging the whole show and finishing it within like a week and a half or two Jesus weeks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's and at the time, there was only three three seasons out right. on Netflix. And how many how many episodes each season? Um, the first season was 13, and okay. then every every season after that is 12. 12, okay. Okay, so I was going to ask, this show was originally on Netflix? It was released on Netflix? The show was originally released on Sci-Fi. Oh, okay. okay. And it, w- and it was is on- or was on Netflix now? Uh, it is on Netflix, okay. so even when it was still airing on Sci-Fi, uh, Netflix had the rights to the first three seasons. Right. Oh, shit. Okay. Not the rights, but just the streaming rights. Right. Streaming um, rights, right. And now they've just added the fourth season, or they're about to add the fourth season. for So anyone who's watched the show and wants to watch the fourth season, I know that Netflix is very soon adding it okay. uh, sometime in July. I do know that uh, Amazon Prime has season four now, so... Right, but that's for purchase. For it's purchase. not. It's not for um, free streaming. Free streaming. So gotcha. Netflix, the nice benefit about that um, is mostly everybody has it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's a, a negative, pretty much, for anyone who's outside of the U.S. that's trying to watch the show, unfortunately, Netflix has taken away all streaming rights to watch the show outside of the U.S. So unless you are in the U.S., that's the only way that you can watch the show through Netflix. Your other sources to watch the show would be through. Uh, YouTube TV, mm-hmm. you can watch it through Google Play, okay. Amazon Prime, gotcha. or Apple um, Apple TV. You can download the seasons there. All right. All right. Is there anything in particular that makes this show so impactful to you? I would say that the most important thing to me personally about the show uh, would probably be the representation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you don't find a lot of positive queer representation on TV in general. And when you do, you're always, you know, worried about the burr your gaze trope. I don't know if you guys have heard of the burr your gaze thing. Yeah, I've heard of it, but explain it. But basically yeah. what it is, is for the longest time, anytime you'd have a female character, it could be male too. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have a character in a show and they'd have, you know, a same sex relationship and one of them would either end up dying or getting really sick or killed off in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, or, 
they were never, you know, like the highlight of the show. So like, even if a main character had a one-time thing, it would be be like a one-time thing with someone or, you know, it would just never be more than just like a side storyline. Right. You know what I mean? Like that character would never be one of the main characters that was in that relationship. So it's, and with the show, it's, it's, it's really nice because you're constantly reminded by the showrunner Emily Andrus that not only are you seen and you're represented, but you're, you're, you're felt like she does the research. She listens to the fans feedback. Hmm. She, um, wants to make sure that every single beat is hit. And that goes for the actors too. Like not only do they do their own research, but they're also part of the queer community. Um, so having people that are queer playing queer roles is Uh so important. There's so many queer roles that have been fulfilled by people who are not part of the queer community. They might be an ally and that's fine. Like I totally love that they're playing those characters to begin with, but to actually see a queer person in that role is 10 times better because you don't always see that. Um, and then also to see a relationship that blossoms so slowly. It's like such a slow progression, but it's beautiful. And seeing things that people go through that are just like your own life, like your own everyday life, um, is just really beautiful to see that. And, mm-hmm. um, to have our constant reminder that, you know, this character is not going, one of them is not going to get killed off. Uh-huh. Right. Um, you know, they stay together for the four seasons. Like that doesn't happen. No, it like doesn't. that's a first, like that is like so important. And I feel like ever since the show, you know, first aired in like 2016, ever since then, like other networks, other shows, other people in the industry have taken notice and they've taken notes and now they've applied that to, um, you know, things that are currently on TV now. Right. And I was, I was going to say that it's uh, broken a lot of barriers. I mean, it has mm-hmm. a lot to do with, with the cast. I mean, with Kat Burrell, I mean, she's like a queer icon now, right. You know, and, um, Dom also, uh, they are just like one of the most incredible people on the planet. Um, not only for their career representation, but also for, um, everything that they've done for the show too. So mm-hmm. those are like the two, two people who play the, the main characters. Um, that are in relationship and it's just it's, it's it's incredible to see now do you think that um do you think that it uh do you think it helped the community to to see a lot of that like did, did it help the queer community like uh come better to terms with themselves like if they have like these inhibitions or if they have people that are like being mean to them and stuff did, did it help oh. them like su- surpass and transcend like that uh that feeling that they probably have internally where they do, they feel less than themselves oh absolutely absolutely and it's not even just you know being able to see themselves on screen for the first time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's also just being able to um you know watch these people you do do all these crazy stunts and all, all right, these crazy right. sci- sci-fi things but at the end of the day you know it's a real person right and you exactly. know that they still have emotions and you know that at the end of the day you know people still do struggle with addiction and mental health mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of these things and uh also a lot of it honestly has to do with with the fans and it has a lot to do with the cast okay. like this cast is so opened mm-hmm. with their own mental health and with their own sexuality and they speak so openly on it. A lot of people who call themselves herpers, those are the fans. Okay. Um, have come up to them and thank them. Like, you know, you helped me with, you know, 
a lot of mental things that I was going through and you helped me come out and you helped me be able to feel more myself and you helped me, you know, um, come to terms with my sexuality and you helped me with a a plethora of things, you know, and it's so amazing to hear that. And then hear the cast, you know, just respond in such a positive way and always be so giving of their time and always be Mm -hmm. like so generous, um, at these conventions. I mean, they do like 20 conventions a year sometimes. And these are, these are fan run conventions. This is not like only just comic cons, like they do comic cons too, but these are conventions that are put on by the fans. Right. They're getting together. And they get the whole cast to go there. Like that's amazing. And they're all over the world. It's not just in America. Like this is in the UK. This is in Germany. This is in Spain. This is in, you know, Australia. They're everywhere. It's pretty cool. I think the fact that uh, people are able to relate or to feel the uh, the authenticity of mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That it hits a lot closer, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, I totally agree with that. that mm-hmm. So I can see why the fan base would be so tight or uh, why it would mean so much to them. You oh, know what definitely. I'm saying? It's different. They can absolutely relate. Right, you know? right. I was going to say that... Uh, same thing with uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. as far as like uh, African Americans, mm-hmm. as far as Africans, because it was very big in in Africa, Nigeria, and Ghana, and stuff. And it's just seeing like someone being portrayed as a strong black uh, male hero, or even in most cases, actually, it was mostly females, even strong black female heroes in that movie. So it was a big thing, and that's why, like, I feel like the similar beats, like when what you were saying. With uh, people coming up while Chadwick was alive, you know, rest in peace to him. He mm-hmm. said that people came up to him many times, thanked him, you know what I mean? And saying like, you know, thank or thanked all of them, really. You know, thank you for you, you helped me better understand that I'm a strong black male or a strong black female and that I can, you know, you know, I mean, you can't necessarily be a prince, but you can treat yourself like a prince and stuff. So they looked at stuff like that and it made yeah. them feel better. I mean, yeah. it's it's amazing what what proper representation can do right on on screen it's very true um you know and like i said it's not only just the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. it's also you know in the african-american community it's also in the asian community like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's in it's in so many different communities where it's like you don't ever really see yourself on screen right you don't feel represented you don't feel like you're like okay oh i could probably feel like that but like to actually see yourself right. and then be like wow this is exactly how i feel right. this is they, like they get it right. they must have had someone that was writing this in the office that looks just like me yeah. or that went right. through the same things that i went through it's mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. some you know cis white male that that wrote this that script. just wrote it right right you know right. what i mean right. it's like they had someone who knew what they were doing mm-hmm. yeah i respect that the process so, definitely so absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. so it, that's why it's so nice to like see these things on screen and you know, Emily just really doing her research and really just caring so much mm-hmm. about who plays these these, these characters. characters. Um, she has like a no asshole policy. Oh, like, even better. Yeah. She's like, I don't care if you're like a third grade, third rate actor. If you're not an asshole and I see something in you, like I'm giving you a chance over the guy who's like an eight, like a first rate actor, first rate, but, he's an, but he's an asshole. Right. Like, because, and she's like, and that's why I've able to been able to keep such an amazing cast because Mm. and she gives people chances that maybe have never had a chance before right so she's trying to just appeal to everyone and i think that's amazing like we need more people that are like that has she produced or created anything else yeah so she um also produced um and i believe was i'm not 100 she was the showrunner for lost girl as well okay um it's mostly canadian tv so this is a canadian Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. and uh 
yeah, I know she's working on a few other projects right now. I know she said that she would like to continue with a potential fifth season for the show or a movie. We got to so make it happen. We got to make it happen. Yeah. This is why we're, we're uh, fighting to bring Winona home. Right. So the show is based off the novel series called Winona Earp. Uh, you had mentioned four seasons, mm -hmm. correct? Uh, released April 1st, 2016, and it ended April 9th, 2021, uh, which is very recent. Yes, that uh, was pretty crushing. Yes, the production locations were in Canada. Yep, right? they were in Didsbury, uh, Alberta, Canada, so that's right outside of Calgary. Okay, and I think you had touched on this, but mostly, if not all... Uh, are Canadian actors. They're all Canadian the actors, yeah. yes. Okay. Definitely taking a stand for Canada, huh? Shout-outs to Canada. Yeah. Yep. Can't yeah. wait to go. Can't wait to go. Can't wait to go. Waiting for these bands to lift so I can head on over. Right. But can they come down now? Uh, not yet. They can't come no, down No, the board's, border's still closed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. On both sides. Gotcha. Now, who was your favorite character on the show and Why? Got to if you had to pick one. You stumped her. You got to pick one. It's not that you stumped me. It's just that I love all the characters so much. <laughs> and the three main female leads are so hard. I mean, Winona is so complex and mm -hmm. so funny and so witty and so sarcastic. Mm -hmm. She got wit for days, man. Started from oh, episode you one. Have no idea. Oh my god. And it just gets better with time. And uh, I mean, Caporell. I mean, just incredible and then just to see her growth as Nicole Hot on the show is just amazing and finding out her more of her backstory ah, and then okay. you know uh Waverly Wynona's sister played by Dom mm -hmm. uh is just such an amazing character as well I mean they all hold their own special thing I love all of them equally I think okay that's that's kind of amazing because uh then again I've only watched two episodes and the sister, and I, I think uh, uh, Mrs. Hot, she was the police officer, right? Yep. So, yeah, they basically, I guess in episode two, they gave like a, a little bit of a baby backstory to both of them. I mean, she, uh, Officer Hot basically just showed up and met Waverly in the bar. Right. And saw the, I saw the connection there almost immediately. So. so what did you think of the scene? Whoa, that scene is hot. What's going on? So... <laughs> Yeah. You could you could feel the tension. And it was it, yep. yeah, out of season two. I didn't think it would get that serious that quick. Episode two. Episode but I got I, you. Oh, season two. Episode two. I didn't think they were gonna get that serious in episode one or two. I mean, rather. I just think it was just a little oopsie with the with the with the tap. Wow. You know. Okay. It's a hell of a oopsie. Right. But Waverly doesn't know anything about that side of herself. So interesting, interesting. That's I true. I guess we'll only see what unfolds from here. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep going on that one, too. Yeah. Is, but, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead, man. Go for it, bro. You get My fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there a specific setting or time uh, that this show takes place It in? takes place in current times. Current, okay. Uh, but they have flashbacks as the show progresses mm -hmm. um, to different times. Okay. But it, it's, I would say, 95% of the show is is current time. Okay. So they go through time, you're saying? They don't go through time. They have like little visions back okay, into Okay, flashbacks. Yeah, you were saying yeah. that. Okay. All right. So, I have to start, I have to really seriously watch this. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's Without grabbing. giving too much of it away, I mean, there's just so much. So 
the really the really awesome thing about um, about Emily, the showrunner, is mm. that she wrote really three dimensional characters, and you don't really understand how three dimensional dimensional that they are until after the whole first season is over. Right. Okay. So once you get into the second season, you already know everything about all of the main characters, mm-hmm. and that's when stuff really starts to go down. Like the first season's amazing. Yeah. But the second season is like, wow. The third season is like, what just happened? And the fourth season is, and is like a free for all basically because they mm. weren't sure they were going to get a fifth. So they kind of just did whatever. And it okay. was amazing. <laughs> Literally just did whatever, like every single fandom note, Emily hit it. Okay. Like someone made a joke about something on Twitter. She included it. <laughs> and it was like these little notes to all the Erpers that were like obsessed right. with the show. And it's like anyone else would be like, have no idea what that is. But like, we know. Right. She kept we her know. ear real close to, oh, yeah. to you guys. That's interesting. That's actually really nice. You don't, you don't see that very often. Yeah. You yeah. also don't see a cast that live tweets every single Friday night that an episode releases and chats with every single fan on Twitter. Wow. That's amazing. So that's that's amazing right there. I mean, there are some shows that are out there that do that. So I've been told, I don't really follow any other shows, so I'm not sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, at least not shows that are currently on the air, but, uh, I know that, that I only got to be part of the live tweets for the last six episodes of the show because I found the show pretty late back in December of 2020. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I only got just the tail end of that, but that was amazing to be able to chat with the cast and stuff like Right. They're very giving of their time, like I said, and they're always reaching out and always doing everything for the fans. I have tickets to go see uh, the cast next year okay, uh, in New Orleans, so that'll be pretty cool for another convention that they're doing. That's pretty cool. You're going to get some signatures? You're going to ask them personal questions? What's going to happen when you, when you finally meet them? I don't know, honestly. I mean, maybe get a picture. Like, I'm not the type of person to be like uber goober. Over someone like they're just people. Yeah. They're just people. Right. They're just people. And of course I would be super excited to meet them, but like, I would just like, it's going to be so overwhelming. It's not like, it's like Comic-Con where it's like, uh, you know, tons of different actors. This is one convention for one specific set of people. So everyone there's a super fan if they've paid the money to go. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't feel like I'm going to get any one-on-one time to have like conversations with them. But if I did, that would be super cool. Mm -hmm. And I would totally warrant that. And I would love that. I would love that more than being like, hey, can I have your autograph? Right. Yeah. Quick sign. Just because they're such cool people. And I would Mm -hmm. love to just like sit and chat with them. And pick their brains and figure out episodes they like and everything. All right. Maybe you have to figure out how to, how to talk. I mean, that's how some super fans, I've noticed that in Comic-Con, like some super fans will go out of their way to do something either obnoxious to get their attention or they'll like, I don't know, they have like plans of trying to get the actor or actress alone so they can nope. talk. or No, nope, not me. Not All right. No, I'm like, I'm like pretty chill about it. Like okay. if it happens and it's meant to happen, then it'll happen. Like I'm not going to force anything. Hmm. If the universe meant it to be then it'll it'll be it'll be there's nothing wrong with that now when this show first came out uh how was the buzz did it do well so uh as i said uh just a little bit ago i only found the show in december of 2020 right. and the show came out in 2016 so um from what i've heard mm-hmm. um if you guys are familiar with the uh, tales of the black badge for anyone who's listening who's a wine on herb fan um run by kevin and bonnie uh, they kind of have followed the show from episode one 
and interviewed the cast a lot of times and uh, have basically talked about all the struggles and all the campaigns that have been run for oh, pretty wow. much every single season to save the show. So the show was never a ratings hit. And what I mean by that was not that it wasn't highly rated by the fans, but it wasn't highly rated by all the people who pay the money for the commercials. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So there's something called Nielsen ratings and Nielsen ratings are basically uh, data that they collect based, based on, how many people stay and watch all the commercials and is it streamed or is it watched on live television um, based on, you know, what, what time slot it's at and things like that. So the show was never a rating set. So unfortunately they were never sure from season one to then to season two to then to season three is the show going to get renewed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then season three almost uh, didn't happen into a season four. So when season three ended, uh, they were on like a year and a half hiatus. They had absolutely no wow. idea if season four was going to happen or not. And the fans actually did something super incredible and kept rallying for the show and went to as much lengths as purchasing like hundreds of billboards in Times Square in New York City and had them like playing on like a constant loop. Wow. Just to get that interest. Right. And the show ended up getting renewed. Right. Um, they couldn't get the funding. So um, IDW is the comic book publishing company. Well, oh, they also have okay. another separate parent company called IDW Entertainment. They didn't have enough funding to make the show happen. So actually Sci-Fi kicked in the rest of the money mm-hmm. to actually make the season for season four. Wow. Shout out to Sci-Fi. Yeah. I mean, for getting it to keep going. Yeah. Right. But they also promised us a season five, which we did not get. So we may take that back. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to say anything further. about. No, no, that's fine. But, uh, I do have a question off of that then. Um, do you think that they're going to, uh, you guys are rallying really hard to get season five back in? So I'd like to think, I'd like to think that we've only just begun the fight. I mean, they announced in April of 2021, Mm -hmm. not April, excuse me, February of 2021, that the show was officially canceled. Mm -hmm. And from that day on, we rallied and have rallied since then. There have been multiple campaigns that have run across the country to save this show. So, um, you know, Erpers, you know, people set up GoFundMes and things like that. I know that there was someone out in California who set up a GoFundMe for one of those airplane banners that you see when you go to the beach and it has something behind it Mm -hmm. and had the hashtag bring Winona home Mm -hmm. on it. Um, Then we had uh, another Erper who had organized um, some mobile billboards all for the West Coast out in Los Angeles and they actually went around to all of like Netflix and Disney and Paramount Plus and all of these, you know, streaming networks and parked the little box truck that has like a moving billboard right, all right, around right. it. Where it rotates um, around. Exactly. Um, we have Erpers who have kicked in money for actual billboards like on the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most recently we had the campaign in New York City, which I was a part of, um, that uh, basically had the mobile billboard there. Um, we got together with a bunch of ERPers and then within 48 hours, Jeez. there was over $6,000 donated what? to run the campaign Dang for the, uh, the Times Square billboards. How long so, did the billboards run? I think it was only five minutes. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. So they took a whole corner of a building um, in Times Square and they had all of the uh, billboards running live and it was all fan art. So all of the art mm. that all the fans have created were playing on a constant loop on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were asking us about the show. Of course, we're excited to tell them, right. you know, about the show. And then of course we had the mobile billboard parked right across the street. So we're telling them about that. 
Um, so it was, it was a good day. And I think we definitely got some people to start watching the show, which is super cool. Okay. Um, and whether it gained any momentum at all, where any media outlets saw it, I mean, that's super cool. Like, I hope it did. Okay. Anything to keep the show trending. And then I'll, I'll ask you this then. Um, don't you, do you have any other methods of getting the word out for this show? So you personally, me personally, I have a TikTok. Uh, that I run that I just post different clips of the me and LGBTQ um, queer couple. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's gained a decent following um, since I started it a few months ago. And that's been going pretty well. Um, And then I've since used that platform that I sort of built with that couple um, to then talk about some of the mobile billboards and some of the other things that we've been running um, as far as like campaigns to save the show. So, um, yeah, it's gaining some momentum. It's definitely, you know, having a lot of people comment and saying, oh, what's the show? I've never heard of it. Or where's this from? Or so it's really cool. Um, and then I, you know, also have gathered data on Facebook groups too. Um, when we were running our campaign for New York city, I wanted to know, uh, where are these people tuning in from? What countries are they from? Right. Is it available in their country to watch? Are they watching it legally? Are they watching it through Netflix? Are they watching it? Right. Downloading it or something like that. Yeah. It's really cool. We're doing anything that we can really. Um, But keeping it trending on Twitter is like the best thing you can do right now. Mm. It's keeping it trending on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. All these efforts and this dedication that you and other fans have been doing, you uh, you think it's working? I definitely think we're getting some notices. Okay. Um, I mean... A couple of the uh, networks have have reached out in response to the fans. Nice. Um, so, part of the there's a lot of different things that we do for reaching out to the potential networks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll tag them in Twitter and say this is why you should choose our show. Or sometimes we have campaigns where on a certain day of the week, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand, hundred thousand erpers right. are sending emails. Oh, 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 to wow. the networks saying you should think of our show. So like a planned like. So emailing. like sometimes it's for Hulu, sometimes it's for Netflix, sometimes okay. it's for Prime, sometimes it's for Paramount Plus, sometimes it's for IMDb TV, sometimes it's for whoever. Um, we've even done postcards where we'll mail tons of postcards to these networks, or you know, I mean, there's you know, we do snail mail, we do TV. I mean, we've had media coverage on Mm -hmm. on tv like when they did those mobile billboards and things in la like that was on the news okay so we're getting noticed and and some of those responses to emails like hulu has said like we've put it on the list like we know that you guys are into it not necessarily they're going to choose it but like we know about it basically they're they're aware um i sent an email ages ago to paramount plus haven't heard anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) they opened up a case ticket and never got back to me um wow so they've, they've definitely said, you know, and then even Emily, the showrunner, she said like, you know, we are in talks every single day with networks. Okay. Like she obviously can't give any details on anything, you know, until they sign a contract or do whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a whole entire cast is still into doing the show. So that's not an issue. It's just finding a distributor. We need to find a U.S. distributor to pick up the show. So like they have their Canadian half okay. of the distributor. They need a U.S. half. And it can't just be like Netflix. Cause I know Netflix is doing pretty right. well. So here's it. the thing. You have to consider that the show already has four seasons. When Netflix picks up a show, it's usually like, and it's only had like one, one, maybe two seasons. Right. This is a very seasoned show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Netflix has a lot of its own originals right now. And so does prime. So unless the show is like in its very, you know, infancy stages, 
Right, it's um, a lot harder. Chances are they're probably not going to pick it up. This is why we were shooting so hard initially for Paramount Plus. Okay. Because Paramount Plus was a revamped network. Um, they used to be called something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're they're rebranding. And it's a whole new streaming service. And it's now going to be soon worldwide. And so we were really trying to shoot for them. And IMDb TV as well. Okay. And now I know that um, CW is in the talks too. Oh, um, CW. Not bad. So C- CW is kind of like one of those love it, hate it kind of situations because with sci-fi, we could get away with a lot of stuff. You haven't gotten further into the seasons yet, but that was still when it was in its like not on the 10 o'clock block. Ah, I see. So once they got to the 10 o'clock block, it was kind of like a lot of like, go fuck yourself and literally said anything. Right, right, right. And you could swear openly well on TV and it was totally mm-hmm. fine. It was scary. It was gory. It was whatever sexual and it was totally fine. Okay. So the concern is like CW is going to censor that. Yeah. They, I was they, going to say, I don't see everything. CW playing that. <laughs> Not only that, but a lot of people have a huge grudge against CW hmm. for another ship couple. Oh. That was Klexa and that was from the 100 oh. or 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a big fiasco. Yeah, because one of them got killed off, like the Burger Gays trope. Jesus. And so a lot of people were like swearing off CW after that. So that's so. But they have a lot of other queer shows on on CW. They right. they have a lot of representation. But I just we want to make sure it's a good fit mm-hmm. in all mm-hmm. aspects. We don't want the show to lose its essence. We right. don't want it to lose the greatness of why it's so amazing and why so many people love it. Right. I mean, just seeing from the first two episodes, I there is a lot of sarcasm and a lot of wit that goes into it. So maybe CW will cut a lot of that stuff out. I mean, there's a particular scene in the car uh, with her talking to Doll. So Dolls, I, I, yeah. yeah, I can yeah. see I can see that being cut out. So I understand it now. Now that I'm really thinking about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're gonna have to censor things down and and just really change the whole script yeah. and whatnot. I would mm-hmm. not even. I would not exactly. even want it to and, be a part of. And that's exactly what Emily said from the beginning. Like, I'm not going to pick a network just to get the show to continue if it's not gonna be what everyone wants it to be. I agree. And what I want it to be. Like, she knows who her crowd is. She knows exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She's been doing this for five years. Like with the show or six years, um, and she knows exactly what the show needs. So I know for a fact that she's like, if it's not a right fit, she's not going to pick it just to get it to continue. And we don't want that either right. as the fans. Like, we want the show to continue. But if it's going to be, like, some half-assed thing, like, that's not going to, like, have everything that we want and need, like, no, forget it. Hmm. We'll just take a movie a few years down the line. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. How many campaigns have you been involved with? Uh, the New York City campaign was my first one. Okay. okay. So I sort of, like put my feelers out there on one of the Facebook groups I was a part of. Um, and some people messaged me. I was just really initially looking for people in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut sort of area so that I would have, we could all meet up if we wanted and and do whatever. Right. And it was funny. It was like two people reached one from New Jersey and one from Brooklyn. And then it was like, one was like in Vermont. And I was like, eh, sure. Why not? (laughs) And then another person that I had talked to previously about something totally separate, but about the show, um, was like, well, can I be part of it? And she's like in LA and I was like, absolutely. Right. So yeah, then, cool. so like, down. no, she didn't fly down, but I'm saying, so we, we got together uh, once a week, every Sunday ah, I uh, see. through zoom. Oh, okay. And had so meetings. Zoom chat. Okay. Yep. And we would just write down our notes and we would get to work. 
That's pretty dope. Interesting, interesting, yeah. interesting. So it was, uh, it's pretty cool. So now we, we all still keep in contact and, um, even though the campaign's over and, um, we got to get together really soon actually and catch mm. up and figure out what our next plan is going to be. Cause we want to still continue, right. you know, we just don't want to like overwhelm the people who have donated so much already, mm-hmm. um, with donating even more money. You right. know, if it's all coming in succession, it's like, well, I don't have another $5 to spare. You know, I've already donated to 20 causes this month for Winona. Right. So we want to wait just a little bit. I mean, people are still doing their due diligence mm-hmm. in the meantime. So do you have anything uh, a little bit more interesting than just asking for donations? Do you, uh, do you have anything else planned? Like maybe like watching episodes together? Or having like so there fan are, meetings online. There like are that. there are some ERPers that do have that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know that there's an ERPer who like picks certain episodes on Friday nights and they do it um, maybe through Twitch or something like that, I think. Okay. Um, and there has been other times where they've had other events. Um, I know there's like a the Bring Wine on a Home uh, campaign um, that's got uh, that's got Jill Kayla um, and everyone, and they do a lot. They're the ones who did the original New York city billboards. Okay. So they're like the OGs of the, right, the of, of the fandom. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they've also met the cast like quite a few times and they recently did some, um, uh, billboards up in Didsbury, which is actually in the town where the show was filmed. Okay. Um, trying to rally for all the businesses there that benefited, uh, while Winona was filming there to help keep like the, you know, economy going. Right, right, right. So I know that the, um, they really appreciated that. Um, so yeah, we're trying to do everything we can. Yeah. It's beautiful. Keep it going. Keep it going. Is there fan base in Canada? A big one? Uh, yeah, I would say that the biggest fan base is probably in the U S only because we probably have, uh, the largest or the, obviously we have a larger population than Canada, but what I mean is we also, have the most streaming services that offer Winona and Mm -hmm. being that it's never been taking off of, uh, Netflix us. Um, we've been consistently able to watch it like this entire time while they have taken it off Canadian Netflix and they've taken it off Netflix around America or around the world. Excuse me. Okay. Um, so unfortunately, uh, other herbers are not able to watch it. I mean, some people in the UK I know can watch it through sky TV. Hmm. Um, some of the network and, networks that they have there so and there's no like dvd box set or anything that you can get so there was a gofundme um that they did quite a few years ago mm-hmm. um that where you could get blu-ray dvds um go. for like a first couple of seasons um and people are still waiting to receive some of oh, those wow, okay <laughs> different problem um, entirely so yeah that was a whole fiasco in, of its own um so yes the first three seasons uh some of them were available on dvd but it was like if you got them while they were released yes and then I've heard that you can get like some third party ones from China or something, but I, right, don't, right. I don't mess with that. Right. Only trying to support. Yeah, absolutely. Like I would love to have like a legitimate DVD that was in good quality that mm-hmm. I could watch, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't ripped off and the cast wasn't getting any cut of it or, you know. Right. Yeah, it's kind of actually kind of sucks for people in Canada, right? Because the show is filmed exactly. there. Right, I know. Right. It's insane. The show's filmed there. They're all Canadian actors. And yet the Canadian fan base, you can't even watch the shit. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? That's you would have thought that it would have made it very so, easy. So, it, so to, to kind of clarify, um, when it initially aired, it aired on Canadian cable. It aired on, on American cable. It okay, aired okay. on 
Australian cable. It aired on UK cable. Um, and Australia and UK just got season four. So like they're in the process. I think it actually just finished now. Um, and whoever your cable provider is, I'm pretty sure you could still stream it mm-hmm. through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's if you have cable, right? So, right. Um, and ev- even fans have gone as far as setting up a U.S. iTunes or YouTube account so they can watch the show. Wow. If they're from around the world, because they can't watch it unless they're registered to U.S., which I think is just ridiculous. Right, it's like, right, why right. should you have to jump through all these hoops to, to watch, watch such it. an amazing show? Which is why initially I thought, okay, Prime or Netflix or any of these other really big, mm-hmm. you know, ball players are a good option because then the world can watch the show. Right. It's not about just the U S the U S is not everything. Right. Right. I mean, uh, even in the U S there are some shows that, uh, you can't even watch and uh, despite it being on Netflix, it's just blocked in some countries. Like if you go to like Mexico or, or like, uh, um, like Spain or some places in the UK. Oh yeah. So Netflix is different. Right. Um, around the world. So like, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I noticed when I lived in Australia, mm-hmm. like a lot of the shows that I had saved in like my watch list were not available as soon as you are in that different server right. area right. or they like, they figure out where your um, whatever you call that is. Yeah. 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 Um, then yeah. Wherever your IP address is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I know that people use VPNs to get around. Oh, that I too. absolutely used a VPN to watch some of my favorite yeah. shows because I was like, this is ridiculous, yeah. but it's all about the licensing and the, and the streaming rights and how much they, have leased it for and mm. whatever. It may be an interesting vector to just go after them and like really hit them hard just to see if they can get distribution going. Cause sometimes distribution is a little will, bit more complicated. It's than a little that. bit more. Maybe it is. I mean, it is. That's unfortunate. At least for this show. I don't, I can't right. speak for other shows, but right, right, right. I mean, they all probably go through the same thing. So it's, it's more difficult to go through the distribution than to actually just have uh, like speak to the fans and just hit it from, like the fan perspective is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So you can't just go back behind and try and get like, tw- like talk to Netflix directly or talk to Hulu directly. All I mean, you can try, hmm. but whether you're going to warrant a response or not is another thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, it's just when they get such an influx of all these people reaching out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just becomes overwhelming at some point and they probably just don't respond or look at any of them after a certain point either. Yeah. Um, but at mm. least it's on their brain. Okay. You know, um, to touch back on, if you asked me if I had anything going on with, um, with my group, as far as like coming up with a new campaign or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. We do have something that we had talked about quite a bit, but we were waiting for some time. I don't want to give away anything. Okay. Uh, no spoilers, no spoilers, but, <laughs> um, if we are able to pull it off, it's going to be a, a heavy hitter and it's going to reach the right people. So, okay. Dope. All right. As of now, the show is done. All right. Were the final sounds so final. Uh, were the final episodes written well enough for a solid ending? Damn, or, good question. Or did they leave it open, like to be able to continue if they wanted to? So, yes to both. Okay. Yes to both. So, I mean, officially, we didn't all he- we all heard around the same time. I mean, I'm sure. You know, Emily, the showrunner and the cast, like probably knew a little bit before they officially announced it to everyone in February that the show was over mm-hmm. or that Netflix would not be, excuse me, not Netflix, sci-fi would not be renewing it for a fifth season. Okay. As of now, the show is done. So were the final episodes written well enough for a solid ending or did they leave it open to be able to continue if they right, wanted right. to? Sorry, sorry. Not good. Um, yeah. So as far as like continuing the actual show itself, uh, 
of course, there's always open endings. I mean, Emily can pull. I mean, there's characters in the show, which I'm not giving anything away, but that have died mm. several times. Oh, an oh infinite, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> like a, an, an, a death that's ended. Okay. Like they're not coming back, but uh-huh. somehow they end up reviving. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, is it really final though? You know, and it's like, there's, there's certain aspects where it's like, well, we could pull off this storyline or we could pull off this storyline or this happened, but like, have we seen enough of that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. side of that character, you know, or what would this look like? Or what would that look like? So yes, there's definitely room to have another season. And then as far as like, did the show end very nicely? Like saying that I cried is probably an understatement. Like okay. it was ugly tears, which <laughs> I do not cry. Oh no. I do not cry, but like, it's like tears of, of happiness. Okay. Um, just because you got to see some things that you've been waiting for, for a really long time. Um, in many different aspects, like right. not just one area, just like certain things were just tied up right. that and you've just been like wondering about like the you were whole time. That, you were saying there was a hiatus between that too, when they came back for season four, if I'm, if I right, right, right. So when they first, uh, filmed season four, they had filmed the first six episodes and then they were like, all right, see you next week. They were taking a week off in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then COVID happened yeah. and then they didn't see each other for like six or seven months or something crazy wow. like that. Wow. That's um, okay. Not even COVID can stop it. Yeah. Right. And they were actually one of the first TV shows to go back to production. So they set all the safety protocols. They right. basically set the industry standard nice. for returning to work. That's awesome. After COVID. Um, so the, totally incredible. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the, of the fourth season was just, it was like, it was written for the fans by Emily. Love Emily, Emily Andrus. Like, she was just like, oh, you guys wanted this? Well, here you go. Like times 20. Right. Wow. We got to get it, was, it back for it season great. five. We got to get it back for a season five. I mean, a lot of people are saying I'm really happy with the way that it ended and like, I'm okay with it being over. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. Like mm-hmm. I'm happy with the way it ended, but I don't think it's the end. And I also like would hope that it's not going to be a movie. Not that I wouldn't want a movie if the TV thing didn't work out, mm-hmm. but I've seen movies come after TV shows before and they just don't hold the same. No. You know? Yeah. And especially if it's a few years down, down the road, it's like, is that really like, or as many people going to be as involved? Are they still, I mean, people still love the show, obviously, right, right. but it's just not going to have the same feeling like the same, you know, it's not the same as a movie. Mm. Do you, do you have any, uh, any fear that it may take too long and some of the actors starts to get older, you know, like let's say if they renew it like after two years or three years, do you have like any any fears that maybe they, I they mean, fall of course, off or something of, happens? Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be mindful of things like that. I mean, even though, you know, all of the actors pretty much told Emily, you know, hey, listen, like I'm very much willing to continue the show. Several times they've said that. I mean, we've watched them talk about it on all these, uh, since we can't have in-person conventions, now they do all these online conventions. Mm-hmm. So we get to see all these interviews pretty pretty consistently okay. um, throughout the pandemic. And, you know, they've all spoken how they love the show and they would love it to continue. Um, so, you know, I, I think that maybe some of the actors uh, are fine with the way that they've, that it's ended. I okay. mean, they've, they've, they've spoken about that. Um and I think it's just because their biggest fear is if it gets into new hands, are they going to have a different crew? 
Right. What's that going to look like? Right. Uh, are they going to have different people behind the camera? What's that going to look like? Mm. Are they going to have different writers? What's that going to look like? Um, and so they don't want it to kill the vibe of the show. They don't want it to kill the, the soul of the show. So it's not even only about the network. It's about the behind the scenes stuff too. Right. The crew and everybody running everything. Cause they were like a family. Like they'll talk about it all the time. They were like a family. Like they were friends with these people. Like they had dinner with these people. They invited them to hang out with their families. Like mm-hmm. this cast is not like any cast. Like they didn't act superior. They didn't act like they were better than everyone else. They literally hung out with everyone and they're just very down to earth. Okay. And I think that's why they have such a huge following because it's not only about the show, it's about them as people. Right. Yeah, so your opinion then, what was the best season out of the four? (sighs) Season three was just unbelievable. Like a lot of things happened in season three and it was just, you know, a lot of really good action, a lot of really good sarcasm, a lot of really good you know, one-off mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, but season four was like, holy crap. Like okay. season four, episode two, for those of you listening that I've seen that. Wow. And also um, just like I said, the second half of season four that was just literally written for the fans. Like, For the fans, like every single aspect of every one of those episodes was just so off the wall over the top, like not anything else, pretty much like the rest of the show, like all the crazy antics you see in the show throughout the show, the sarcasm, the sexual innuendos, just everything Mm -hmm. Um, like times a thousand. Like it was just kind of like, (laughs) what is the craziest, most ridiculous thing we could possibly think of on the planet that no one would ever come up with? And can we film that? And would it be cool? Why not? Let's just try it. And that's like how the whole second (laughs) half of season four was. It was just the most wild ride. Hmm. It was amazing. I loved it. I love Emily. So it almost sounds though, like it's going to be tough if they come back with the season five, because it sounds like season four was some, some good shit and you don't want anything to be brought back. That's gonna, you know, kind of like bring bring it down. It's one of those things where it's like the two, I mean, Tim, you've only watched the show two two episodes and you know, you haven't even watched the show at all. So Mm. (laughs) basically uh you you really just have to have seen the whole thing to really understand i guess um but for any of like the really hardcore you know diehard fans Mm -hmm. um you'd really just have to understand all the different things that, that emily could think of to like throw out and it would still be amazing and you could still take all those really amazing happy things that happened in season four mm-hmm. and throw them and blend them into season five because if there's anything that anyone's ever learned about the show is that you could literally be laughing so hard one minute and bawling and your bawl. eyes out the second yeah. because you could go from something really funny to like something really emotional happening in the next scene. Hmm. So that's the great thing about the show. And that's what keeps it so entertaining and so three dimensional. Hmm. Then I, I can piggyback another question. Um, you said Emily was the writer, right? Emily Andrus. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is she very, can you tell the pacing of the writing, like when the story is happening? Because you were saying that you can go from a moment where you're very happy to a moment that you're sad. Can you tell that the pacing feels natural and that it's on point? Mm. 
Absolutely. Okay. Like everything was really thought out. So I'm not going to say that, um, you know, Emily's taking credit for like all the writing in the show. Like, okay. There's a lot of really amazing writers in the Shout show. She's not them. the only writer mm-hmm. of the show. Um, like for example, like I know she wrote the series for Nelly and I know she mm-hmm. wrote like a lot of episodes in the first season, mm-hmm. but throughout the rest of the seasons, I mean, she's a showrunner. She's overrun. She's overseeing literally everything happening right. in the show. So she's the final okay. Yeah. Right. She's overseeing everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when, when you have that kind of, you know, position, you know, you have to rely on the writing room. Of course, I'm sure she probably gets the final say as far as the scripts go. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely it was on pace. Like you're not, it's not just something that's like randomly thrown in there and it just, it seems out of place or anything like that. It's like, okay. it's always, and then sometimes it is a surprise, hmm. but it's not a surprise that had nothing to do with anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get you on it. So. All right. Um, I'm going to be wrapping it up soon. All right, bro. But um, you guys want to touch on anything else? Any last thoughts on Winona Earp? Yeah, I got a last thought. Yo, what's up with my man Dolls? I said Doll before. I meant Dolls. Uh-huh. What's up? Why is he so stuck up, though? I mean, I guess you'll find a little bit of his backstory as okay. you continue on through the show. All right. Dolls is definitely one of my favorite characters. He, I mean, he's growing on me, but man, that man is stuck up. No, nah, I know. He's got a big stick up his butt. But uh, it's for good reason. I mean, everything that he's been through and, mm-hmm. you know, like his background and things like that, which you don't really know anything by episode two. So right. um, you got a lot of watching to do oh, yeah, to really understand definitely. his character. Um, but he's definitely, definitely one of my favorite characters okay. of the show for, for sure. And then I, I guess Hank, who I b- surmised was Doc Holliday, like almost immediately. Yo, his acting is is on point. Tim, the actor is amazing. Tim Rozon is incredibly, incredibly talented. Right. Um, I could tell as soon as I saw him on screen. Yeah. Right. And uh, he totally came up with the accent like last minute. Wow. And wow, wow, wow. just nailed it. And it just was perfect. Right. So. And the mannerisms and everything. He basically became him for all intents and purposes. I just love it. Yeah. yeah, no, he's he's incredible. Um, he's actually coming out with a new show on Sci-Fi called Surreal Estate. Okay. Um, good for him. Which I'm super excited about checking out. I think it's uh, premieres sometime later this month. And uh, the other lead, Melanie Scrifano, who plays Wine on Earp, mm-hmm. uh, is also going to be in that initial episode with him too. Oh, okay. So you'll notice if you actually watch. Wine on Earp, and then you watch any other Canadian TV, yeah, it's yeah. a very small circle. Yeah. And a lot of the actors are all in the same thing. Right, I respect it. Because I also watch Good Witch, which Kat Burrell uh, is one of the main characters of that show as well, mm-hmm. um, which now also has a queer okay. uh, storyline as well. There we go. First time on Hallmark Channel, so it's it's like a big deal. Yeah, right, right. Um, they've had queer storylines before in like some of the Hallmark movies, but for a TV show, it's the first time... And I would like to think it has a lot to do with Kat Burrell being who she is and fighting for more queer representation. So super exciting to see that on screen for sure. Yeah. You may have to check that out too. Good Witch is very much like Vanilla Seventh Heaven. Oh, you know what? I like Seventh Heaven. I liked Seventh Heaven when I was growing up too. And now I look back and I'm thinking, dang, (laughs) you know, but Good Witch is very much like feel good, like uh, very like if there's anything like less than G rated, like if there's anything like more vanilla than G rated, that would be good witch for sure. Okay. Um, but it's like, you know, you're down in the dumps and you need something like feel good. Like that's the type of show you want to watch. You know what I mean? So, and the fact that now they're getting a little bit more witchier and darker in like the seventh season Mm -hmm. is like super exciting. Um, and plus Cat Burrell's in it. So like what's better (laughs) than Cat Burrell playing a witch? 
Like, yeah. I'm starting to like. I'll just say this and leave it alone. After that, I'm starting to see a lot of uh, also Firefly vibes. I don't. I don't think you've ever watched Firefly. I have, have not you? watched Firefly, but you're not the only one who's mentioned that. Yeah. And from the gist of what I've gotten, it's similar in some aspects right, to that show. Right. Um, the camaraderie is there. I mean, it's uh, it's Josh Whedon that put it together, and then he always brings in Nathan. Oh, Tillian. Josh Whedon, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he did uh, Buffy as well. He did Buffy as well. He did also. Uh, I think was it the Avengers? I believe it was, or like some of the Marvel stuff. And he would make sure to bring you know different characters in. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've heard it's it's very similar to that, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a really great show. You guys should check it out. Right, right, right. right. Hopefully, Josh, you're now a believer. <laughs> are you a believer Josh you have convinced me <laughs> no but Shannon thanks again for coming on and sharing with us we greatly appreciate it is there anything or anyone you would like to plug or shout out I would just like to say thanks for everybody for uh, listening to me ramble about Winona Earp it's definitely something that I think if you're part of the LGBTQ community or you just like really awesome sci-fi mm-hmm. and really crazy antics and sarcasm, then you should just check it out. It's an awesome show. Yeah. And, uh, I'll definitely be watching more. And that's it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to shout out any of your social media accounts so fans can get at you? Yeah. If you want to check me out on Twitter, uh, it's channel flannel. That's S H A N N E L underscore F L A N N E L. Uh, that's on Twitter TikTok and Instagram. Nice. That makes it easy. Yeah. You want to hit them with your social? Yeah. So my Twitter is tuned. Oh, sh- my Instagram is tuned day. So I got to be using Instagram more because so I can remember. T U N D E 2017. And my Twitter is Retro Show. R E T R O S H O. And you guys can always find me at uh, Josh underscore Toth3. That's my Instagram. My Facebook is Joshua Toth. We want to shout out our editor, Y.O., a.k.a. Jackson Wallace. Shout out to Jackson. Yeah, also big shout out to Stellar Sound and Media. Once again, local artists, if you are looking for studio time or if you need a top quality video or music video shot, contact Stellar Sound and Media at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, message option on Anchor. So with that message option, <coughs> excuse me, with that message option on Anchor, you can send in a message. There's a message button on Anchor. You press the button. You can leave like a 30 second message, whatever you like. If you want to leave us questions or if you have criticisms, you know, if you want to just make fun of something that we may have said, if you put that in there, we will play it on the next episode and respond to it. And yeah, once again, we're still waiting for that first fan. Yeah, somebody dropped to something. Use it. In. Actually, Absolutely. if any, if there is like any fans out there for Winona Earp, if you have any questions, use you can that answer. message option. Use the option, yeah. And who knows? Maybe they'll hear from me again. Maybe right. you can use the option there too, and we'll respond online. That's right. Yeah. All right. So once again, everyone, please find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, Google, and, and Twitter. Twitter. Yes, sir. And that is at. IAR podcast. Mm-hmm. And please subscribe, follow, share, comment, leave a five star rating. Please. And a quick review on the Apple page. Um, lastly, we want to shout out our day oneers. We continue to do this for you. So thank you for all of your love and support since shout day outs. one. Yeah, we see all of you and we love you. All right, my man, that's a wrap. All right. Shannon. That's a wrap. Thanks again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. 
All right, everyone, stay safe, stay kind, and we'll see everyone soon. Peace. Peace out.